Oh, hi. Oh, are we are we recording? Are we I live? So. No, yeah. we're live. Well, the good news is I discovered you can actually edit the video itself in YouTube. Yeah, that's nice. I did not know that. So yeah. we can cut out all these beginning bits. I'm just going to go through and do that. Fair enough. Uh, is anybody actually watching the show right now? Uh, Yeah, Matt Taylor just said suck. In the oh, chat. okay. So there are people watching the show right now. I guess we'll just kind of like... Considering it's just us, we'll we'll vibe in. I, I yeah, I, I mean, I did want to do the, the whole opening thing, but it's it's fine. You want to? Oh, eat watching. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you guys are fast. You guys are um, really fast. You guys are you beat us too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like you guys were watching the stream before we were. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to put it in the disc. Can they uh can they hear us? Do you want to you want to check the um? They should be able to, but let's find out. Ready, three, two, one. No thanks. There we go. Yeah, no, they can hear us. Yeah, they can hear All us. right, fantastic. We are we are hearable. We love, um, we love being able to be heard. Yeah, so as you guys can see, we don't actually have a guest tonight. We're going to go back to kind of our bread and butter we started the show with. Uh, not permanently, just tonight we don't have a guest, so the, the old style of show. Uh, and what we're going to be going over is the Nahani River Valley, uh, the Valley of Headless Men as it's known. Uh, some of the missing four on one content, and um, you know the the idea that there could be uncontacted human beings in remote locations like these far northwestern national parks in Canada and some of the ones within the United States. So I, uh, you know, that's that's going to be the theme of the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get into that, we just want to say thank you everybody for for tuning in. Um, we're really excited for this new year. And uh, if you want to support us, you can do so just by watching the show, or you can, of course, uh, go subscribe to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thelorelodge. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into the show. Aiden, I forced you to watch uh, half an hour of YouTube content earlier. Did it make you feel good? Well, let's clarify. No, no, did it make you feel good? No, let's clarify, uh, Counselor. Um, it, was, it was 45 minutes, and uh, I needed a nap afterward. So, uh, no. No, it did not. But, like, the content of the story made you feel cozy, right? No, no, I, 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 I had nightmares. Okay, but the scenery was beautiful. The scenery was the scenery gorgeous. scenery is fantastic. The scenery made me want to visit. Yeah. Um, and, and what was that place, what, what was that place called? Uh, the Valley of the Headless Men? Yes, or... Is... Huh. Or, as the Canadian government refers to it, uh, the Nahani River Valley. Yeah. Um... I think it's Nahani National Preserve is the official title, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. It's either preserve or park at the very least. Yeah, but uh, it is a national park in Canada, and it's in the Northwest Territories. And it is... Uh, it's a trip. Um, essentially, the the story here is that in the early uh, 1900s, the early 20th, cent- early 20th century... Gold prospectors, after running out of gold in California, decided that the next best place to look was the cold. Yeah. Um, so they went up to the Nani. Not the, sure if this was before or after the Yukon, but... Probably around the same time. Probably. Yukon was a better option. Yukon was a better option. But these prospectors went up north, and um, we'll get into the exact story we're going to start this off with, but the gist of it is that... Uh, it just went really badly, like it for could, just about everyone that tried. Like it just, it, I don't think it could have gone worse, uh, at all. No, probably not. Um, and if you've been with us for for a long time, uh, you might remember us talking about this in one of our early episodes. It was probably episode four, episode Something five, like, like somewhere back yeah. there. Uh, but we're gonna dive back into it because we've done a lot of 
learning since then. We have. Um, we've we've learned some new things. Uh, I know about the topic now. Yes, that is why I forced him to watch the video. Yes. Uh, so we can actually have a conversation about this time instead of me just making him feel progressively more unsettled throughout the show. Which is kind of how the first, like, eight episodes just were. Yeah. If you remember looking back to it. Well, I was so focused on the technical aspect, I was like, I don't have time to learn. <laughs> it, was, it was basically me informing Aiden of things that make you go, oh. Yeah. So essentially the first, like, all summer I was with you guys just going, oh, no. And we wanted to change that, so here we are. So now we're both going to make you go, oh, no. Exactly. I can't see what is going on. But we're going to have a good time. So yes. uh, we're, we're just going to go through this, this first story here because um, the rest of it can kind of just pile on. But this gives you a good idea of the foundation of what we're talking about. Um, the Native Americans of this region who are, I believe this is, this is Inuit um, tribes. Uh, obviously, Inuit is a larger, broader cultural group. It does not apply to one specific tribe. Eskimo is not an appropriate term anymore, even though Archie is an American Eskimo dog. Um, but, uh, back during World War One, that was better than calling them Spitz. So. Come again? His breed is technically an American Spitz. Oh. Why is that not okay? Uh, because during World War One, everyone was like, oh, we can't have stuff that sounds German. Oh, right, yes. And then they did it again. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Forgot there was a second one of those. Yeah. It was, uh, uh whew, oh boy. When you said speaks, I immediately thought of the second one, and then when you said then it happened again, and I was like, did I miss something? And then I realized <laughs> you said World War I. Exactly. So, yeah. so uh, the Inuit of the region talk of these, uh, as they describe them, pale-faced demons. And the thing is, they've been talking about this since before white people were there. So, th this is not them referring to the white man as pale-faced demons, which would be understandable um, yeah. under the circumstances, but so. rather to what they refer to as pale-faced demons, creatures that are uh, humanoid, that run around this area and do not interact. They are simply just violent um, and g just generally uh, troublemakers and, you know, problem causers. One might call that a form of interaction. Yes, but it's not the kind of interaction you want. Um, it's not like Bambi coming up to be pet. You're not getting the pale-faced dussy. Um, oh, you... Uh, oh, God. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> for someone who tries to avoid it, you walked right... You gave it to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a lap for that one. Yeah. Um, so, the first instance of this being recorded by the white man uh, was the McLeod brothers in 1904. This was a trio of brothers living in the Northwest Territory, who decided to go gold prospecting up in uh, in the Nahani Valley. And their first trip actually went really well. They, mm -hmm. uh, well, well, the first part of the first trip. Yeah, yeah. They took a boat ride, you know, a gentle little boat ride down uh, down the, the river, down what is called Flat River. And... <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to stop during that. I was going to do that in the background, but all right, continue. <laughs> And they found a spot to prospect. Uh, they set up their sluice boxes, and they started panning for gold, and it went really well. They actually yep. filled up every container they had brought with gold on the first day. Yep. And they went, you know what, this is great, let's uh, let's bring this back. And by the way, they had to use sled dogs and like hike through treacherous terrain to get here. Yep. It's not easy to reach, and to this day, I think you can only actually reach it either on the river or by plane. Um, I, will say, I have a comment on that later after the other stories. Though. Sure. So it took them a long time to get here. It's a difficult trip. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they... <coughs> Sorry. 
Can you be not sick for a week? No. <laughs> Apparently not. This is, this is week like six. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just residual from the COVID. Oh, but boy. We're, uh, is it paused? I mean, they're still running off in chat. So. Yeah, pause that so that we're not using up any internet. Um, but we can still see the chat. Yes. Uh, so, point is, they take their boat out onto the river, and they go down a little bit. And they find their spot, they fill up all their gold pots, and they're like, this is nice. We're going to go home, we're going to be rich, we're going to come back. They get back onto the river on their boat, and uh, due to probably the the weight of all the gold, their boat capsized. Um, They lost all the gold and most of their supplies, and of course, we're very uh, distraught by this, but... They decided, you know what? There was gold there. We're gonna, or our sluice boxes are fine. We're gonna go back and we're just gonna refill our gold. So they took the uh, remains of their boat and they patched together a raft, went off. But this time, despite being in the exact same place and not having left because they ran out of gold, but rather having left simply because they had no more space for gold, you you would expect there to be more gold there. Yep. But there wasn't. Inexplicably, the gold had completely dried up, and. They didn't know what to do about this, but they knew there was gold in this in this area. Yeah. So they decided, you know what, we're going to go back home, we're going to recoup, we're going to rest, we're going to gather some more supplies, maybe make a more permanent base, and come back. But when they got back, you know, there were three brothers, uh, and it was Willie, Frank, and Charlie, Charlie being the oldest. Uh, Charlie McLeod decides, you know what, I don't want any part of this, I, I'm staying home, I'm going to do my thing. So Willie and Frank go, and they bring their friend Rob, and they go back out a few weeks later, and at this point, Charlie's like, he, he, he's been on this trip. He knows how it is. You know, it's, it's a dangerous trip. It's difficult. But experienced guys, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he allows two years of no contact to pass before actually thinking, you know, maybe something's wrong here. And that's when he puts together a team of himself and four other men to go down the flat river and try and find his brothers and their friend Robert. And uh, they, they get in, and what you need to understand about the geography of this, this river valley is uh, they didn't find them along the flat river, where Charlie and his brothers had stayed the first time. So they had to hop onto the Nahani, uh, the Nahani River itself. And what? Did we explain the irony of the flat river yet? No. Do you want to? Yeah. Just so you guys may or may not, uh, so you guys get it like clear. Uh, when we call it the Flat River, that's the name of it. That's not a description of the river itself. It's an ironic name because the river is pretty much anything but flat. Uh, it's made up of mostly like raging rapids and it'd be like, great for whitewater rafting. Waterfalls. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun. Not for not for gold. Not not, not for, for not for like barge transfer of materials to and from locations. No, across it. Certainly so, not. Yeah. So this is this is why they're you know, attempt to get all of their things out of there via the flat river didn't work out that well. It's not like they were just really dumb and overloaded their boat. They put things on a boat and then tried to get through, like, very difficult waters and didn't make it. Yeah, so, I mean, arguably the issue here isn't that they weren't dumb, because that's still pretty dumb. Um, well, well <laughs> dumb and or desperate. Smart would have been multiple trips. Multiple trips on rivers like that? I understand why they might have wanted to risk it. Yeah, but I mean, if you're just if you just have to cross the river, (coughs) did they uh, also like at this point? I I I think they went down a little bit, but like at this point, why not set up on both sides, bring the sleds around, and like sit the sleds on one side of the river, then put a stake in the ground with rope, 
and then go across the river, put the other side of the rope. I thought they had to travel with, like with the river. Yes, the but I, they probably could have set up further down. Yeah, if, if instead they had had one person bring the sled. Yeah, for sure. They also um, they, could have hiked. There, there were better options. Is the yeah. point here? Um, but so they didn't find them anywhere along the flat river. So the flat river is a branch off of the Nahani River, and they made their way back onto the Dahani River. And the Dahani River in this area is set up with four canyons. Uh, and the, 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 the first through the, the fourth, the fourth being actually further back mm-hmm. upstream and making their way down until the first one, which is the furthest downstream. Uh, the important one here is the second canyon because the second canyon is sheer cliffs up to 3,000 feet tall that butt right up to the water with maybe just enough space to pull a boat off to the side, Mm. um, but not enough space to make camp. So they make their way to the second canyon, and second canyon, like I was saying, 3,000 foot tall cliffs that butt right up to the water, water that can be thousands of feet deep. It's a very, very deep river, and there's nowhere to put your boat, and it's a a 10-mile stretch you got to get through before you're able to actually hop out and, mm. and make camp. And running along, and if all of this sounds familiar, it is because we, you know, we're, we're essentially covering, covering a Mr. Bolland topic um, mm. in, a, in a long format here. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Mr. Bolland's fantastic and gives us a lot of good, good jumping off points to do our research. Yep. Um, and allows me to connect some fun dots. Uh, so, dotting these cliffs are these big cave openings. And these aren't just openings in the wall, they're openings to cave systems that are completely unexplored within the walls. So, we, we don't know what's in there, you know? And nobody's taken, like, a drone and sent it up to get footage of the inside, but even if you could, how far can you really get into the cave before you're, you're kind of stuck? So the, the only way to get into these caves would essentially be to get yourself up to the top of the cliffs, probably via helicopter, and then rappel into the cave. There's just simply no safe way to go caving here. Um, not that caving is particularly safe in and of itself, and I would never do it. You could not convince me. But Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here and like, call me Miss Frizzle because I think there's a field trip going on, everyone. Yeah, no. Uh, that was one of the first things he said when I showed him the video was like, oh, it's so pretty. And then I explained what was going on, and he was like, I don't want to go there. I still kind of want to go there. Oh, my God. Um, Come on, it'd be great content. Yes, we will go into the caves with the pale-faced demons. You're going to tell me that's not great content. (laughs) If we make it out. If we live stream it. From inside of a cave. We can try. We'd have to, like, set up a mobile, like, Wi-Fi router and hardwire it into something outside. Yeah. If you guys guys would watch it, I know you would. Yeah, at our memorial service. (laughs) Obviously, I know we're most likely not going to do that. Would it be fun? Yes. Could you imagine, like, if we actually found whatever is up there? It would be very cool, but you know why we can't do it? Because we're not allowed in there. Because you're not allowed in there. But we're doing it secretly. And ostensibly, the reason you're not allowed in there is because of what happened to Charlie's two brothers and their friend. Mm. They got out of the second canyon, and immediately upon entering the first canyon, which is a little bit wider and a little bit more flat, they discovered a campsite with a tent, uh, and outside of the tent, reaching for something, uh, was a body, but a body that was missing its head. Um, Otherwise, 
the parts were there, but the body was also very badly burned and partially decomposed. Uh, and what the body was reaching for was a rifle. Another body was found half inside the tent, half covered by a blanket. <coughs> and this one, too, was badly decomposed, burned, it seemed, um, with the head missing. This one was not reaching for a rifle, obviously. Uh, what they discovered upon searching through the tent and through the pockets of the, uh, you know, surviving clothing were personal items that confirmed these were uh, the bodies of Willie and Frank. Mm -hmm. Now, Robert, on the other hand, was nowhere to be found, and his body was never officially confirmed to have been found. There was a body that they discovered further down the river, but it was too badly decomposed for them to be able to tell if it was Robert. Um, for the next 40 or so years similar prospecting missions met the same end from people who built cabins and then um, their bodies were found headless and burned as well as the cabins being headless and burned um, well obviously the cabins didn't have heads but um, and then there were situations where hunting parties would have somebody go missing and that person would never be found uh, or if they were they were found decapitated mm -hmm. um, and of course the Inuit this whole time who lived in the region who won't go, the, the Native Americans will not settle in that valley. Yeah. In, like, by the time European settlers reached that area, Native Americans were not there. They were all around it, but they had chosen not to, not to settle there. Uh, there was a group that settled there hundreds of years ago, but then mysteriously vanished. There's just really, uh, it's Nahani National Park Preserve, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Nahani National Park Preserve is the official full name. So, uh, can you look up when exactly it was made a national park? It should tell you. It says 1972. Um, yeah. Uh... So around the 1940s, these these issues of people turning up headless kind of slow down. But that's also because people really stopped prospecting in the area. They stopped going. People became too superstitious. Somebody was disappearing headless on average once every seven years. Um, and the people who it would happen to tended to be prospectors or hunters. People going in and taking stuff from the land. Um, and then in 1972, it was established as a national park. And since the 80s, they've been closing off parts primarily around the Second Canyon, around what has been deemed the Headless Valley. Which plays very well into what we talked about a lot as we were starting this channel, which is the missing 411 phenomenon. People going missing under inexplicable circumstances in our national parks and in Canada's national parks. Now, part of the reason that I find this one so interesting is the way these bodies are found. Um, most of them are found not only missing their heads, some are missing other body parts, which may have been scavenging my animals, but uh, they're found missing heads. And burned. Now, taking the head specifically, uh, but leaving the rest of the body, is uh, trophy-taking behavior that is essentially only common with primates. Um, very few other mammal species do that, and definitely none in that region. So it's specifically something that primates do, mm. and it's you know it's a way of defiling the corpse and taking a trophy. Uh, it was very common with the Celts, with the Germans, and the Native Americans. 
Um, it was seen as barbaric by some of the more um, Mediterranean and Persian tribes and uh, kingdoms. Um, but in in cultures that are a little bit more uh, warlike and have less of what we call, you know, the, this typical like Greco-Roman idea of civilization, headhunting, trophy taking is is far more common. Mm. Um, so that's weird behavior. The other weird behavior is that the bodies and the area around the bodies are often burned, um, yep. almost beyond recognition. And finally, a lot of these people are dis- were discovered after reporting back to their partners that they had found a huge amount of gold. And when their partners come to find them, they're dead and the gold is nowhere to be found. So you have to look at it and kind of wonder, like, could it really just be that there's, you know, that people are just dying and having just their head taken by animals and the the fire is an accident? Like, any one of these individual things, you can look at it and be like, ah, that could just be, you know, that could have happened by accident. I don't know. But this is one of those things where I just don't see that. I don't see how all of this could end up being natural, especially when it's being replicated like this. You highlighted something. <clears throat> yeah, I was just, um, in terms of the reference to the fact that we were mentioning that uh, certain parts of the park are closed off, mm-hmm. uh, I was confused because on the Wikipedia it says Virginia Falls is the only area of the park where a reservation is required, which must be done months in advance to prevent overcrowding. But then I went to the park website and it talks about the uh, the restrictions and regulations, and in it, it says Zone One special special preservation areas are closed off to all park visitors. No person shall enter a Zone One area in the park unless authorized by permit or when accompanied by a park employee. There are seven locations within Nani National Park Reserve which have been desi- designated Zone One special preservation areas. These are uh, Wow Rabbit Kettle Hot Springs, Tufa Mounds, Wildman Hot Springs, Old Potts Hot Springs. Uh, Grote Valley, Johan Lake, Sand Blowouts, and Deadman Valley Sheep Licks. I really hate the names of these areas, but yeah. I think that's an int- First of all, the Wikipedia can be wrong. Um, yeah, so not nothing surprising there. Well, that's uh, why. That's why I double checked it. But what what's the one directly below it? No person shall enter a cave in the park. Also, that's just a blanket rule. Also, open fires for cooking or heat are not permitted. All fires must be contained within a portable stove, such as a firebox, whatever. The rest are kind of standard for national parks. Yeah, Uh, the the rest are normal. Um, There's a lot of them, though. There's a lot of them. Aboriginal people are allowed to hunt, trap, fish, and harvest within the park in support of their traditional harvesting rights. But they don't. (laughs) That's the important thing here. This, This one specific area just gets avoided completely by the native people of the region. And, uh, you know, this thing where they talk about pale-faced demons, that was something they warned the white people about when they got there. Mm. It wasn't like they were calling the white people the pale-faced demons. No, it was that they were saying, be careful out here. There's there's something that you don't want to encounter. <laughs> Dead, Man. Dead Men Valley Sheep Licks. That's that, what I'm looking into. Can you pull up the map? Where does it say it is? Uh, that map does not show it. 
I'd, I'd almost guarantee, if it's called Dead Men Valley, it's got to be. Yeah, that's what you'd think, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, just look up, uh, yeah, on the map, just look up Dead Men Valley. Um, it says it's a ravine, and it's, yep, look where it is. Uh, that's the South Nahani River, though. That's not the Flat River. Where's the Flat River? Because the Flat River runs into South Nahani River. Sense. Can they see that? No, they can't see that. No, they could if I pull. Point, point of the matter. That's it's probably where we're looking at here. Um, but it does say that the that flat river leads into the South Nahani River. Um, here, go, go up a little bit. Yeah, this is this is where. It says I understand that. Are. I understand that. Pull up. We'll look up Flat River. If anybody's listening and not watching, I apologize, but, uh... <laughs> Alright, well, you gave it way too much, uh... Okay, point point of the matter here... I'll keep looking into it. <laughs> point of the matter here is, um... They closed it down in a lot of places. They made it into somewhere that you, at, le- at the very least, needed a permit to go. And the important thing about when uh, national parks and federal landmarks require permits... They don't have to give you the permit. In many cases, it's a may issue, not a shall issue. So just because you request your permit doesn't mean that you're actually going to get it. And I'd assume that's often the case here. So people aren't exploring this region anymore. So the disappearances have kind of stopped. Uh, This is very similar to what a lot of people report about American national parks. They will find spaces within them where out of nowhere they will be they'll either see a sign saying no admittance or they will be cut off by park rangers saying this is a restricted area you can't be here and no reasoning is ever given it's just you're not allowed to be here so that fits with the whole missing 401 phenomenon very well um but it also has a bit more of a concrete answer because while a lot of the missing 401 cases absolutely can't be explained by anything at all. Mm-hmm. This one could be explained <clears throat> by an uncontacted tribe living in the area. And in order for an uncontacted tribe to live in that area, it would probably have to live in those cave systems. And when you think about what would happen to a uh, tribe of humans who are living within caves and only coming out at night, as they seem to do, um, based on the, the folklore from the region... It seems like lack of pigmentation would be totally reasonable. If you're living in caves only coming out at night, you don't need melanin. No. Um, So that's why they would be pale. Their facial features would probably have changed to be better suited to caves. Their eyes probably wouldn't be quite as um, powerful. Mm. They probably would have better hearing. um, And sense of smell might even be better. The fire part is interesting because what, what what would they be using fire for? Um, light. If oh. you live your entire life in a cave and out in the dark, you don't really need a ton of light. Well, so the only thing they could okay. possibly be using fire for is cooking mm. or warmth. Um, so what that would suggest is what you have here is people who left, who went into the caves at some point, probably thousands and thousands of years ago, Mm -hmm. and adapted 
so it, it would had it would probably be it would have to be post fire, post the discovery of of how to make fire, which happened a long, 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 long time ago. Um, and they would have had to go into the caves, and then at some point come out of them. And there's a couple of possibilities here. This could have happened before the last glacial period, and these people could have gone to the caves and found a way to survive within the caves. And when the glaciers when the glaciers receded maybe came back out and they were different or this could be people who went into the caves after the glaciers last receded, which would be about at the very earliest 11,600 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still, I mean, 11,000 years is enough time to develop genetic mutations Yep. to the extent that you would be looking at something that would nearly be a different species. Um, I mean, d- enough genes to reproduce with humans possibly, but I mean, in fact, almost certainly, which is another terrifying thing in and of itself. Um, so, you know, you got to ask the question, what what is going on here? And and why is the Canadian government unwilling to investigate, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at it, I can understand closing that kind of area off to normal people. But why would you not use your military to go into federally protected land, state-owned land, like na- the national government owns the land. Yep. There is nothing stopping <clears throat> the, Royal Ma- the the RCMP. Um, there is nothing stopping Canadian Special Forces. None of that from going in and investigating what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it. And when you have that many people, that many of your own citizens, mm-hmm. dying inside one of your national parks... Mm-hmm. And not just disappearing, dying and being beheaded. Mm-hmm. Y- you've got to wonder why you wouldn't investigate that unless you already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me wonder how spot on we really are mm-hmm. with this whole thing about the national parks. Because some of the similar examples, like I uh, think what, what the... Uh, what the Green Berets were called in for with um, the, uh, why is his name escaping me right now? David Politis? N- no, he's, no, the, he he's the guy yeah. who does the research. It's uh, uh, the first case of it. So yeah, the one yeah, in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah, it was the Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah, it's the Great Smoky Mountains one. Uh, why, it's going to pop into my head as soon as you look it up. Uh, Just look at Missing Poem 1. Um, uh, Dennis, Dennis Martin. Martin. Yep, I, mm, I knew it. Uh, so Dennis Martin, five or six years old, goes missing during Such the end of hide and seek. What a shame! They call in the Green Berets. Green Berets can't find him. And according to the records kept from the time period, the Green Berets were not working with the Park Service. They were on their own mission, so they were there simultaneously, but they were not working with search and rescue. Um, also, just real quick before we jump to Dennis Martin, just as an aside for the uh, park. Just so, like, mm-hmm. it's not uh, unnecessary uh, variables. The zone one areas, I just mm-hmm. did the research based off of a uh, National Park Preserve fact sheet. So what you're saying is, th- this is, if I'm correct, this is a official Royal Canadian, or official Canadian uh, document. Yes, supposedly. I mean, this is... This it says is, reviewboard.ca. Yeah. So the, the zone one exclusion areas are, uh, there's seven of them. They're just areas that are really fragile. Okay. Uh, it's essentially like uh, hot springs, 
and the uh, the Dead Men Valley sheep licks. Mm-hmm. They're just mineral deposits that sheep will frequent, but like if they're disturbed by people, it kind of makes them mm-hmm. go away. Uh, and then same thing with like the Yohin Lake. It's just it's a place where a lot of waterfowl uh, raise their young, so they don't want like a lot of traffic and uh, making them like move and whatnot. So uh, these Gr- areas. Grotta Valerie. What's up? Grotta Valerie. Read it. Uh, a two-kilometer aggregate of ancient karst caverns above First Canyon, estimated to be about 350,000 years old, contains fragile cave features, ice-embedded sheep skeletons, and other animal remains. Access to the cave is strictly controlled for reasons of public safety and protection of cave features and is limited to park-approved scientific research. So that's the only one that really stands out. But the, the Well, also, there. any and all of those could be bullshit reasons. Um, yeah, well, the hot springs ones I don't... I, I'm. I'm yeah, a couple of them make sense. And then, like, sand blowouts is just, like, random standstone features that are easily eroded, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying the entire thing is yeah is sketchy, but. Yeah, the only sketchy I, one I is think... Johan, or not Johan, like, Grote Valerie, which yeah. is a weird name. I don't know. It's probably French. Yeah. Um, so, what we're looking at here is unexplored cave systems yep. that nobody's allowed to explore. Oh, we have images. That's about no idea. Um, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, so you guys can't see it, but essentially what I you can show them if you want. Can, can you show that? Yeah. Should we be able to? Ah, uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't screw up. Don't screw with any of the stream setting. <laughs> we, the last thing we need is tech difficulties midstream. Um, <laughs> so yeah. what you've got here in these images from this area, it's literally... Um, they're big caves. They're they're big caves. Can you pull up the one you just had? Yep. It is just on a sheer cliff face, a rounded out. It looks like you're going. It looks like you're looking into a train tunnel. Yep. Aiden would know. Oh, there it is. Yep. It's very big on. Trains. They can see it now. I okay, perfect. So yeah, so you can see it's it's just this big hole in the side of the cliff. Yep. That leads into. <laughs> and did you see how high it is? Go, go back to it. That's 90 meters in the air. So there's no way to actually get to that unless you are rappelling into it or climbing up it. Look at that. I mean, that's gorgeous. I, that's... that's in a different place. Uh, no, it's great. The Casalava. Yeah, that one. Different place. Um, yeah, I don't know how many of these are... Uh... That's Valerie. Uh, so that's got to be the right place. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many of these are the, act- are, are the correct cave system, but... Yeah, this yeah. is this is this is that cave system for sure. Yeah, so I mean that's. <clears throat> I mean, it almost looks man-made. It says the spiritual home of ancient spellothems. Spellothems. All right, well now look up what a spellothem is. Let's look it up. You're back on camera, by the way. Oh, sweet. Hi guys. Um, a structure formed in a cave by the deposition of minerals from water. Oh, stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you get into stuff like the Dennis Martin case, um, you've got a lot of similarities. Great Smoky Mountains have a lot of caves. Uh, The U.S. Special Forces being sent in to actually handle the situation. Um, Look up up caves versus disappearances. Not Great Smoky Mountains, just in general. Caves versus disappearances. Um, and we'll, and we'll show you that map, uh, when it pops up, but go to images. Um, yeah, there you go. 
That one will do it. There we go. Yep. And boom, they can see it. Okay, so that, that bottom map is cave systems in the U.S. That top map is missing persons cases. I just, just let it sink in. Mm-hmm. For those who are listening on Spotify or Apple or anything, uh, what what we've got up here is a a pair of maps that show um, reported missing persons cases across the United States, um, combined with, uh, and I don't know if that's the unsolved one or the salt or just in general, but combined with a map below them that shows cave systems and it's the maps are essentially just carbon copies of one another if you look at them. Yeah. Um, there are more <clears throat> caves than there are disappearances, but every disappearance corresponds with a cave. Like, and it's insane, because, like, these ones right here... Yep. If you look at... Uh, yeah, so show them. No, these two specifically. Those here? Those two specifically match exactly these two caves. Yep. So it's like... <laughs> yep. And uh all right now uh here, do another thing. And for wait, me. and these three here. Yep. Boom boom boom. Pull up a uh boom, boom, boom. pull up a map of US national parks. No, keep this one. Keep this one. Okay, okay go to another. <laughs> parks map. There we go. Just any of them will do. Look where those parks are. Yep. Pull, pull up the other one. It is exact. Is that not crazy? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It is. It, it point for point, they line up. Um, and that's not even all the U.S. national parks. That's just some of the bigger ones. Um, there is a national park in every single state in the United States. Um, in fact, I think there's even one in Guam. Um, but there, there is a national park in every U.S. state. And a lot of them were formed in the latter half of the century. Mm. Um, the first national park, I believe, was Yellowstone in 1872. And that was before the National Forest Service was actually founded. Um, so, you know... Do with that information what you will. Yeah, it was Yellowstone. Yep. 72? 1872. Signed in by Ulysses S. Grant. Um, and this is, oh, that's the world's first national park, not just the Americans. That's wild. Wow, that's crazy. Um, <coughs> here, go go look up uh, the, go scroll back down. There was a, uh, these are the 10 oldest national parks. What are they? Take a look. Yellowstone, obviously, being the oldest. Um, one of the biggest, too. Sequoia. Sequoia in 1890. Yosemite. Yosemite. 1890. Mount Rainier. Crater Lake. Every single one of these so far has at least one missing 411 case. Wild Cave. I don't know about Wind Cave. I, I'd have to look into that one. Uh, What about Mesa Verde? Don't think that one's got any. Glacier, Glacier does. Rocky, Rocky Mountain does. 1915 and Hawaii volcanoes. Now that one does not. Because I think that would just be obvious. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, chat's going off right now about your tattoo because nobody realized you had one. 
Really? Yeah. It's been... I don't hide it. People were just freaking out, like, are, are we stupid or did we just not know that Matt has had a tattoo? I've had this since, like, mid-November. Yeah. Yeah, it's been there a while, guys. Now I just have to pay attention to my appearance. Come on. That means they're watching us for us and not for my appearance. They want to see it. Here you go. You want to explain it real quick? Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite bands is a uh, Celtic folk, bu- folk punk band called Seer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are from South Carolina. <laughs> but uh, they do a lot of their songs in Scots. Um, and one of those songs that I very much like is uh, Han Le Golon, um, which is what this says. Han Le Golon. Um, and it means I am not afraid. I just, I just like the song. Uh, you should definitely go check them out. They're a fantastic band. Uh, very cool instrumentation. Um, lots of fiddles and finger picking and uh, mm. some some very cool vocals with the uh, the Scots lyrics mixed yep. in. I have listened and I enjoy. Yeah, great. Kind of like Celtic Mumford and Sons. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, although I think they're better. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's that. What time is it? 7.50? Wow, wow! I talked a fast. Lot. Well, we also started at like 7.10. Um, that wasn't that late. True, true. So, how's this work into what we've been talking about with the Missing 411? The Missing 411 phenomenon and um, the idea of you know feral people and whatnot. Which is, by the way, one that gets picked on a lot. And I think... I think people dismissing the whole feral people uh, story and the, um, I don't want to use the word mythos, but the uh, the body of evidence for it, a lot of people say it's just classist and that it's just, you know, uh, anti, um, you know, basically anti-rural poor people. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think there are certainly times when it has been used for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the, the people of the Appalachians are, are an example, um, often get vilified or uh, victimized because they are, um, you know, a very impoverished area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people don't have access to good education. But that's not really what we're talking about here. Um, when, I, when I use the term feral, and this is something I run into a lot because I, I talk about things. Yeah. And I mean them in very literal ways. And people think I'm talking about, like, creepypastas. And I'm like, no. No, I mean, I'm, I'm being very sincere right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say feral people, I'm talking about, like, generations removed from civilization yeah. in places where there's no access to technology. So I'm not talking about people growing up in the Appalachians who just don't have access to good education. I'm talking about people who, you know, centuries ago, their ancestors went into the caves and they didn't come out. Mm. Um, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, you got I'm talking about like civil war veterans who disappeared into the wilderness and were found 30 years later having not spoken to another person in decades. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about here. Because um, there are a lot of records of feral people or wild men from the 1870s, 80s, 90s, and early 1900s where it, it literally is somebody who fought for the South during the Civil War, was convinced that they were going to be executed as a traitor, and ran off into the woods um, and wasn't found until people were, you know, crossing the country. And some of these people who, who did this during the Civil War are found, like, out west, like Nevada. Hmm. Like, yeah, like Montana. We're, we're, these aren't people who, like, went up into the Great Smokies and didn't come down. These are people who, like, trekked across the country. They yeah. thought they were done. Yeah. Um, 
so just important to note that when we talk about feral people, we're not talking about, you know, people who are just undereducated living in the Appalachians. We're talking about people who are, like, legitimately removed from society. Yep. Um, and maybe maybe feral is not the best descriptor for it, but you're not looking at, you know, normal people who have chosen to live off the grid. You're talking about people who probably through a combination of inbreeding and lack of exposure to the outside world have completely stunted intellect to the point where they're operationally animals. Yeah. Um, is that super unfortunate? Yes. Is it classist to talk about the fact that it might exist? Might exist? No. Um, and, and I don't like when, when science and history and anthropology do this thing where they're like, oh, well, that's potentially offensive so we can't talk about it like no we we got to talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff mm. this is you know th this is not the disney channel politics <laughs> have very little place in history and science history and science however have very prominent places in politics yeah. <laughs> your political look at it this way your political decisions and your policy decisions should be made with history and science in mind your in mind your history and science decisions should completely ignore whatever the politics of the day are. 100%. Because if you don't ignore the politics of the day, then you might you might end up with something like, what what happened? What they <laughs> the say? most recent chat is, I heard feral people and came as fast as I could from good old Wendigoon. Oh, good God. <laughs> Welcome. You came at a good time. <laughs> you certainly did. You'll be happy to know that I've been pronouncing Appalachia the way you told me to. Um, <laughs> very important. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, hi history and politics should be, or history and science should be considered by politicians. Politicians should be roundly and completely ignored by people studying history and science. Yes. They are just, they are so obsessed with Twitter. And they think that anything anybody says on Twitter actually matters. So you get situations where you've got politicians who are, you know, talking one of, about... One of the many reasons I just don't use Twitter. Yeah, it's smart. I have 350-something followers on Twitter. And I mainly want to use it to, like, announce stuff about the show. But I don't have enough followers 350, yet. 350,000. Okay. And I, I want to use Twitter as, like, a way to, you know... You realize you have over a million on TikTok, right? Yes, but I can't text post on TikTok. Now can I? <laughs> yeah, but you can go, hey, this thing's happening. Yeah, and it gets seven views. And then I make a video where I'm like, you know, watch me hit myself in the head with this pan while I try to make mac and cheese. And that gets seven million views. Like, I hate TikTok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> banned yeah. for hate speech. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous acts. <laughs> like, Bonk. Dangerous. Uh, Nevertheless. I still can't believe that Alex Jones sound video got taken down for hate speech. Is it still up on your second? Yeah. It's still up on my second. It's if you haven't seen it, it's on the Lore Lodge account on on YouTube, but or not on YouTube on TikTok. By the way, we we really need to get some outtakes from the show and from the the recorded segments. I have <clears throat> I have a lot of uh, footage from things that we filmed. My computer may or may not have also bricked itself this morning, so we're gonna find out if that's an issue. Oh man, the computer's straight bricked up. Uh, yeah, not in the good way. I may or may not have uh, accidentally spilled some coffee on the keyboard, 
Yeah, uh, that data is recoverable. Yeah, no, it's on a uh, external hard drive, but I just don't nice. have the dongle to put it into my Mac because, of course, Macs don't have USB now. What? Uh, no, it's the little like USB C things. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, so I'm gonna find out tomorrow if my laptop still uh, is working. I'm clear space on this guy. Valid. Uh, this dude is a workhorse of a computer. Yeah, it's been running since 2015. Yeah, same with mine. Like almost so nonstop. I, I rarely turn this off. Yeah, yeah. This is, same. if you ever are wondering like quality for laptops, mm -hmm. you're looking at big price tags, but Asus, the Asus makes good laptops. Yeah, Asus is good. Acer's pretty solid too. Mine's an Acer Predator. It's been running since the same time period and it's pretty solid. So He likes his computer names to reflect his personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, but it is about 8 p.m., so I think it's a good time to go to Super Chats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've only gotten one. Uh, Lame. But it's probably because most people know by now that True, yeah. we have a designated time. Uh, and it just came in. And it was from Jive for $2. And thank you very much. Thank Jive. you, Jive. Uh, says, Aiden, we now have Wendussi on the Minecraft server. I'm shutting down the Minecraft server. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm scared, and I think I've made a mistake. I still haven't even been on it yet, because I haven't had time, but I mm -hmm. oh, and I might not have a computer now to be able to do it, so that's fun. Uh, also, Wendigan said, I'm proud. Good to know you're not a fed. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. But yeah. <laughs> How's the Wendigo see? Uh, <laughs> go in the Wendigo corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> what you've Wendigo done? <laughs> that would be a good skit. I'm Wendigo done with you. <laughs> That would be a good skit. It would. Just like... <laughs> Archie's went to done with us. Um, Archie's been went to done with us. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, for those of you who are not... going to be went to gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's went to wagging his tail at me right now. <laughs> what do you went to want? No went to thoughts. <laughs> Anywho. Here we go. He's a great one. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, or just a reminder for those who desire it, uh, it is now time for Super Chats, where we will be answering the questions that you send us via... I did tally up, by the way, yeah. from last uh, from last month. Yeah, we did not hit seven fifty, but we did hit the five hundred, which was which was uh, when Dizzy Cocktails was two fifty. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. I, I've already started like designing them. Um, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Uh, oh, and I do have to make the when Dizzy great again. Oh God. Yeah. In Hot Topic. You could probably just buy, like, a red hat and, like, put something... Uh, Tape. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it would be fun to have a hat that says... Yeah. Yeah. Should we, should we make it for the merch store? Well, I can't, but you can. I don't have the Photoshop oh, skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta do that. No, I can do that. Um, problematic. Now, don't be mean. Even though say? it might be true. What is it? Problematic Farmer said, Arch is when to dumb. Yeah, you're gonna be a yeah, stupid boy. So uh, Jive for $2 said, if you stream tonight, join the server and I'll show it to you. Here's the problem. My computer may not be working. So the earliest I can try is tomorrow. Hi, why do you look so cute looking at me like He's that? He's adorable. You're adorable. What do you want, you cute little thing? Um, you just want scratches, don't you? You might want to pick him up because I think people want to see Archie. People want to see the boy. People want to see the boy. People want to see the boy. Come here. Show the boy. Come here. There he is. The yoga boy. The boy. He gets a seat at the table. Here, Archie, put your paws up. I don't think he wants his paws he up. He does not want his paws up. <laughs> yeah, Emmy's just, where's the dog? 
That's Look at this man. Good boy. Uh, somebody said down with the council. I saw a, uh, I saw a TikTok yeah. of you talking about that. What is that about? I. What is all that? War. Okay, but like war has come. To TikTok. There is a traitor in the midst of the council, and he is revealing many secrets. The Council of Men. Ah. It's, oh. It's, oh. Okay. Okay. There's a traitor. There. There are male secrets. Got it. And he is. He is revealing them. Um, I, I, this is uh, I, I can't remember his exact handle, but his name is Shay, and uh, the uh, the leader of the council is the Vantalord, um, who has been accused of horrific war crimes um, across his millennial reign. Ah. Um, yes. So I, I just to clarify, this is the man with the iron. Correct? Yes, this okay. is the man with the iron. Yes. Um, I like him. Yes, uh, but he's you know. Since, since the rebellion started, there's been a bit of a, you know, concern over his heavy-handedness uh, in mm. dealing with, with the rogue and his... And who is the, the leader of this said rebellion, this revolution, this right. uprising? You know, the, you know the guy who reacts to stuff and then says, follow me, you fucking idiots? I feel like there's a lot of people. That's true. Um, here, I'll, uh, I, I will pull up an, an example here for you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Shay Durana. Okay. Uh, Just really quickly, we have a couple. Of... I'm not. From... Oh, yes. Just real, real quick. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, I've seen a couple of his videos. Real quick. Uh, we have a couple other super chats that came in before this one. Sure. Uh, but Wenigun said for fifty dollars. Thank you, sir. I said I will. End... How much the fuck you make it on YouTube, bro? Maybe you... <laughs> YouTube's a lot better than TikTok. I'll tell you that. True. Much. True. Yeah. Uh, he said I will end. Thank both... you. He said I will end both of you with a Wendigun. We know that's. Yeah. I know you will make good on that yeah. threat, so yeah. there will be no more uh, Wendigun redacted comments. Um... Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, also, problematic farter, farmer for. 90- Can you get the name right for? I once? keep saying because I. You said problematic farter every single time for weeks. No, because I'm putting far and then matic, so it's like far, uh, fartic. Problem, problematic farter. Yeah. I'm trying problematic. Polemic farter. Farmer. Okay. Multi generational. Uh, you said polemic. Why did I think multi generational after that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Problematic farmer said for 1999. I request a Wendigo-inspired drag look. Nope. All right, that's the $250 tier. Not for both of us. Then I'm getting all $250. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then. All right. Well, we have a $250 tier now. <laughs> Actually, just for expense, that's going to be $500. Because we're going to need to buy stuff for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then... Lone Assassin 55 for $5 says, I live in northwestern Arizona. There is an abandoned mine nearby where screams can be heard from the shafts at night. Some are 2,000 plus feet deep. You want to you send us the name of the mine? And the address? I'm not... And a good hotel in the area? <laughs> That is one of our plans. By the end of the year, we want to be making enough through this show to actually go do on-site stuff. Yeah. 
Um, probably fun. probably going to start in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. Yeah. Like, at, within like a two-hour drive. Um, make a trip up to State College, too, because there's some cool haunted stuff up there. Yep. And we know people there, so we can stay for free. Exactly. And save the money that we don't have. Um, Draco Logan 24 for two pounds says, what are your thoughts on the European Green Man? So, uh, look up European Green Man. Let's look it up. <laughs> uh, European Green Man. All I'm thinking is the Green Man from... Uh... This just brought up European Mantis. Well, you searched European Green Mantis. Ah, that might be <laughs> Green Man, okay. Uh, the Green Man, a very occasionally and very occasionally the Green Woman, is a legendary being primarily interpreted as a symbol of rebirth, representing the cycle of new growth that occurs every spring. The Green Man is commonly depicted in a sculpture or other representation of a face which is made of or completely surrounded by leaves. The Green Man motif has many variations. Branches or vines may sprout from the mouth, nostrils, or other parts of the face, and these shoots may bear flowers or fruit. Found in many cultures from many ages around the world, the green man is often related to natural vegetation deities. Often used as decorative architectural ornaments, green men are frequently found in carvings on both secular and eclectic, ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical buildings. Um, the green man is also a popular name for English public houses, and various interpretations of the name appear on inn signs, which sometimes show a full figure rather than just the face. Some speculate that the mythology of the Green Man developed independently in, in the traditions of separate ancient cultures and evolved into the wide variety of examples found throughout history. That's like one of my favorite things. Uh, Just like in terms of like researching things, things that exist worldwide yeah. pre-contact. Uh, I don't have thoughts on it now, but I am, it, it is in my notes to look up, so I will probably do some TikTok and maybe even a YouTube video on it soon. <laughs> we have two more Super Chats, the most recent one being from Wendigoon for $5, saying, are you telling me you'll wear drag if I donate two fifty? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah. Yes, he will. My, my, I will, my I will have a, a little higher, I will have a makeup artist friend doll me up like our uh, Norman's version of the Wendigo and I will wear a dress I will put on the fucking maid outfit again if I have to there you go um, you know it's just cause we have that already if you see, if or you I mean at the very least I could probably just borrow women's clothes from yeah. somebody um, yeah but yeah for My you know, what, you know what I will make that that is gonna be the $250 tier that's what go. we're gonna do if you wanna see us both in drag that's the $1000 tier my price tag's a little higher <laughs> uh Alan Rich from 999 says, On behalf of the Vantalord, we require the Wendusi army to defeat the rogue. Please reconsider. Real talk, I live in eastern Idaho. Is there anything I should be concerned about? Love the content. All I can eastern say is that when I was in Idaho... Potato. Potato's not the only Potato. thing they grow. When I was in Idaho, Corn. it was beautiful. I was there this <laughs> summer, and I loved it. Boise is one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. Never a sentence I thought I would say until I was there. Uh, and then just the rest of Idaho is fantastic. All right, I have put Idaho lore on the list. Uh, so you will you will get a video on something from Idaho yes. in in depth, like a YouTube video. <laughs> we could talk about Arco, which is like the like a very tough town in Idaho. I'm sorry if that's where you're from, but I we stopped in Arco. It was the worst pizza we've ever had. Uh, 
You got I Midwest pizza, so it's not even Midwest. It's like West pizza. It was tough, dude. This town was like five thousand people, if that. Ha! I can do you one better. Although there was a gym called the Body Shop, and I wanted to go there. It sounded hilarious. Also, there was um, Nuke Atomic City right outside, which there's like seven people living there. It was the first like nuclear meltdown or first place um, powered by nuclear energy, which was uh, Arco. And Atomic City was like the first meltdown, which is interesting. Uh, that could be a cool little like history hut video. Um, also, for 500, we'll do Penhurst. Oh, like go to Penhurst? I think that's probably what they'll charge us to let us do it, but I'm all for it. Fair. Uh, um, so three things. First one being... But to, for those of you who don't know, Penhurst Asylum is uh, a haunted insane asylum that's literally 15 minutes from us uh, yeah. over in Spring City. Um, and uh, they they set up a whole haunted house there uh, over the Halloween season, but never in the buildings that are actually supposed to be haunted. Uh, I have a friend who worked on uh, the world's biggest go world's biggest ghost hunt TV show, um, and what he told me about Penhurst is that ev everything you I I don't know how much I'm allowed to say without getting him in trouble. Basically. You know, if you thought those shows were staged, you were probably not wrong, um, from what I understand. Uh, but what was happening is while they were shooting all of the staged stuff, a bunch of not staged stuff happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like soccer balls getting kicked from the middle of a field where nobody was standing. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, uh, and Penhurst, I think, only closed in, like, the 60s or 70s. Yeah, it was pretty late. Also, um, we have some updates. Okay. Uh, first one is from Problematic Farmer. Got it right. Uh, for forty nine ninety nine says, Drag Fund Let's Go. Uh, Christine Pianvino Bennett, a.k.a. your mother. My mom. Uh, $49.99. Uh, Why? Says, <laughs> says uh, shout out for the nice dinner we made you, Aidens. Yes, you yes thank you. My, my parents made a wonderful uh, chicken yep. and vegetable stew. She also says, and watch your language when you know I'm watching. I'm not really sure what that's referring to. I don't know what I said. I'm not sure what I said either. Sorry, Mom. If it was me, I apologize. Uh, and the then cold and uh, I mean, I drank all the, second to la the second to most recent one we got was from Wendigoon for $250. And he says, cheers, I want a TikTok as well. Oh, you'll get it. All right. Yep. Okay. I'll record it. Okay. Well, that's... And that's, everybody's everybody's giving a lot of thanks uh, to Wendigoon in the chat. I hate how he is now our sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> why did we do how this? How do you feel about that, Wendy Dad? Yeah. How do you feel about that? If you're uh, not careful, Aiden and I will adopt and make you a Wendy Grandpa. Um, let's see. Uh, so, that does get us to Wendigo Drag. Um... But also, that gets us shockingly near Penhurst. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> that's because that's what? Uh, 50, that's 150, 200. So we are at four, uh, we're at 400. At least. If, yeah. we include last, no, if we include last week, we're getting close. Oh, uh, we're at 400 just from Wendigoon and then three different uh, 49.99s tonight. So we're we're closing in on five hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said we have four hundred. Yeah, we have over four hundred. Yeah, that was my point. Yeah. Um, and if we factor in last week, we'll probably hit it. 
I need to think oh, of you know more what? goals. Hang on. Uh, why is it always me wearing women's clothes? Because you offer it. That, yeah, but why is that the one that gets people? I don't know. They want to see it. I don't like that. Like, it's... Then why do you offer it? I don't know. Money? Yeah. I know it works. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Draco for two pounds says, uh, Green Man Time Let's Go, Green Man OC. Out no at Green Man. You should make that a Twitter and just start like yeah. doing stuff. I will get Green Man researched and I, I mean, maybe we can do that for uh, Saturday. <laughs> Wendigoon said, pretty powerful, not going to lie. How much more for Penhurst? Probably like, I think Penhurst is like a hundred or less. Away. Yeah, um, seven fifty. What should we factor in? We should probably start thinking of these as like months ahead of time instead of yeah. as of. Problematic farmer for nineteen ninety nine said, "Drag in Penhurst, simple." Drag in Penhurst. Yeah. Oh God. That might I scare, think the scare off the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. That was a. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm put you down. If we want to see something, we probably wouldn't see it. But that, ooh. Um, seven fifty. That's how I spilled the coffee this morning. Oh my god. Oh good lord! Just turning around and doing something dumb. Uh, for seven fifty, I will go to an open mic. You will come with me. You will record, and I will sing cover songs that are rewritten to be about conspiracy theories. When is this and where? If we hit seven fifty. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Um. Yeah, is to answer your question or request or whatever. Uh, I just require. And we will record that, of course. I just yes. I just require more funds to be in women's clothing. Uh, just I don't know. You you probably can't afford how much it would cost to put him in women's clothes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, if it's just like, uh, like the tick. Oh, you know what? For like five hundred, I'll do the if somebody gets them for me. The TikTok like leggings. And I'll do like some form of dance or whatever in those because I feel like that'd be funny. I feel like that'd be pretty funny. So, Wendigoon gave us $105 and said, do the spooky bid. All right, we're we doing the, do spooky the spooky bid. bid. All right, damn, this is uh, one of our better shows. Yeah. Uh, We've also. Okay. Come on, Glass, step up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's hearing that. No, she isn't. Uh, but, uh, no, okay, so I have to call Penhurst now. Yeah. Um, uh, that'll be fun, though. Should we try and go sometime, I guess sometime this month, because we don't know what the... Yeah, we'll, we'll try. That would be a good excuse for me to go back to the farm, too, because it's literally right next to it. Okay, so, um, I'm going to move open mic night to 1,000, and mm -hmm. instead of that at 750, 750 will get you Aiden in TikTok leggings. Emmy really just made a uh, Wolf of Wall Street reference, and I, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. And also, you would think that they'd be smaller, but they're not. Uh, yeah, my my, it, she's saying because I'm a shorter person that the clothes would be smaller. And no, no. you'd think, but no. Girth is is a factor. My thighs are tree trunks, and it's very difficult to find clothes that fit. It's been an issue for a while, especially because I have short stumpers. Oh so finding things that are short and wide don't work well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Heartburn. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you like tensed up and quieted up there. Yeah. You you know how it be. Yeah, I know how it do. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting old. No, we're not. We're twenty-three, twenty-four. You guys should I like, feel pretty old. Yeah. We should like start making tears to get like 
outfits for Archie. <laughs> like a a hundred dollar tier to get him like a hat. Don't you want a hat? That'd be cute. You have no idea cute, what I'm right? saying. You're just happy to be acknowledged. Oh, Glass says she is here. Oh, Glass is here. <laughs> Hi, Glass. Sorry, Glass. We were just kidding around. <laughs> well, you haven't said anything. I didn't realize you were here. Ah, uh, she says, sorry, I'm late. I was busy doing things. Well, ah, you came at a good time. She was uh, in the void. She was in the void. She was avoiding us. She was avoiding us in the void. Yeah. Um. She was remaking things within the void. She was consulting. You know what? No, I'll do something even more humbling than open mic night for a thousand. Mm. For a thousand, we go to the King of Prussia Mall, and you film me asking people if I, they know who I am. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. I like Let's that. Let's do it. That's funny. Just going up to people, do you know who I am? What? You want yep, to be a yep. Okay. So, so you guys thousand? have unlocked Wendigo Drag, us going to Penhurst. Um, for $7.50, which you're probably less than, you're probably about $200 from, if we include last week's show. Mm. Um, gets you Aiden in TikTok leggings, uh, yep. which I am happy to pay for uh is said p.o box and you'll get the leggings so i will the form is in my car i is it really? yeah i just keep forgetting to go um like i keep forgetting to go to the gym um <laughs> which is right downstairs i'm a terrible person yeah. i plan to do that today and i don't know what happened you got busy yeah i'll go tomorrow i said <laughs> i actually have been going on tuesdays consistently yeah, but just Tuesday. Yeah, same. I always completely fail to go any other day. Uh, but yeah, so you guys have Wendigo Dragon, Penhurst. Now uh, at seven fifty, Aiden and TikTok leggings, and for a thousand dollars, Aiden and I will go to the mall. I will dress as myself. Yeah. And I, uh, I will just make myself feel terrible by asking people if they have any idea who I am, and then watching them insult me. Well, to be fair. Like, you have been recognized in public. Theoretically, before. one in 320 people at the mall should know who I am. Yeah. Also, like, uh, I've had people ask me if I get recognized in public, and I was like, I've literally said to people, I was like, I'm not the famous one. <laughs> like, uh, no. Of course not. I didn't tell you. I was working the door at PJ's the other night. Yeah. I, I was working as a bouncer at a local bar because yeah. they needed somebody to fill in, and I was like, I'm a, I'm a regular there. They yeah. knew I bounced in college. So I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, one guy's coming out the door and he looks at me and he goes, you look really familiar. And I was like, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the bars out here a lot. Like, you know, no, I live in town. And he was like, no, like, like I recognize you from like the internet. Like, are you on TikTok? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> and he's like, no way. And I'm like, yep, that's me. I am the person you're thinking about. It's the hair, isn't it? And he was like, it is the hair. <laughs> I was like, uh... That's unfortunate. You've had it for a while. Now it's the brand. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I... I mean, I can't... It, it, it's at the point where it happens at least once a month. Um, and it's only going to go up from there. Yeah. I wonder if that happens for Wendigoon. Uh, Jive says, how much for the mall in drag? That is... The mall in drag? Oh, I, I didn't even process that. No. <laughs> the answer is no. 20000 <laughs> For 20000 I would do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that would be 10 each. If they can raise 20000 across the year, I will do that. Month. Not month. Monthly basis. <laughs> Stop being such a Scrooge. No. 
These are fun goals. They're supposed to be fun. They are. No, I, I, I hope nobody actually takes me serious when yeah. I say 20000 a month. I mean, I kind of hope somebody takes you serious, but... Yeah, I think we all, like, secretly... Like, Could you imagine if we made that much on Patreon? Dude, I'd just be was, giving... I'd be giving money away. I was waiting for you to go into the rant there. No, no, I'm not going to rant, because okay. the people who watch the show live are actually, like, supportive. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, so we really appreciate all of you. Like, we, yeah, the, yeah, uh, the which we call the rerun. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do appreciate all of you guys. It's the just rerun. We like to make jokes. I'm not gonna um, lie. Aiden's mom, when he, when she left after like we had dinner, when mm-hmm. I showed up a bit early, uh, and she was like, "Oh, we'll see you guys later on TV," and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that's kind of. I mean, it's kind of accurate in a sense, but it's also kind of weird to think. Like, I'd never thought about it in that perspective before for some reason. Yep." Like we're 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 we technically do a show and people can watch us on their TV, mm-hmm. and we have forty three people doing that right now. It's kind of I wild. don't know who thought that was a good idea to ever give you and I this kind of reach. Um, no, well nobody. That was the other thing. Us. I was bouncing at the door and like uh, somebody walked up and it was a kid I knew from high school and it didn't even click for me until I read his ID and I was like, wait a second, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I know uh, you. Get in there. You That's know. the thing is like I, if I had recognized him at first, I wouldn't have like ID'd him. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody believes me when I tell them I'm the bouncer. Really, it happened in college too. But back then, like I had a sweatshirt that said "Doggies." Yeah, on it. Um, which obviously anybody could buy. But I was standing there dressed exactly. Do they the same have any like merch? They do for the bartenders and the barbacks and the waiters and waitresses, but not for the bouncers because the bouncers aren't like you know the the same. I guess, but yeah, we uh, we were we we just had to wear button downs that were tucked in. Jive says open mic in drag for twelve fifty question marks. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do one thousand two hundred and fifty. I could make that happen. Uh, glass. Phoenixville is a pretty accepting place. Oh god, yeah. that that would just be another day for us. You could walk up in like a. Like a gimp suit. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to say that. I, was, I knew I, I knew you were gonna say that. I wanted this like because I, I was thinking of those um, those like cloth like all blue things or like all green things that people will wear like to get like blurred out in the background of like CGI shots. But yeah, that too. You guys could wear that at open mic, and everybody'd be like, "Yep, this is just this is Phoenixville." Mm-hmm. Um, glass of water for five dollars. Thank you very much. Thanks, glass. Uh, said I have been busy in the void, being on vacation. You twizzler. Oh, how old? we hope you're having a good vacation. Voidcation. Mm-hmm. Also, Steve Duran just simply gave us five dollars. Well, thank you, Steve. Much appreciated. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, does anybody have further questions about Nahani? Because we we researched it. Yeah, I'm kind of like... I would, I would love to take some questions about it. I'm, I'm down with Nahani now. I would love to go there. Yeah, it'd be really cool. If we survive Penhurst and a couple other places, mm-hmm. and we have the, the funds, let's let's go. The one I'm worried most about surviving is if we do uh, the Colt House in Chadsport. The what? Uh, it's an old DuPont property where uh, supposedly if you drive down there, down the, the road it's on, you'll mm-hmm. get chased off by white Broncos. The car or the horse? The car. Okay. Is there also a man wearing gloves, white gloves on the, behind the wheel Perhaps. as well? Dude, if if all it took for me to get into a car chase with O.J. Simpson was for me to drive to Chatsford, <laughs> are you kidding? I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine how fun that would be? I will say, for a TikTok, I did drive down there. 
Yeah. At night. And it... How far of a drive is that? Like 40 minutes. Oh, that's not horrible. It is spoopy. Is yeah, it? you and I could easily go do a drive-through yeah, one of these fun. nights. We should actually just do that sometime. Come in. Um, just take a camera and a flashlight and uh, I can drive and you can film. Hmm? Um, creepy place. Very creepy place. Uh, trees grow away from the road. Uh, the explanation is that it's because they're cut for the power lines, but it's like not that they're cut. They just grow. If you look at them, they don't look like they were cut to avoid power lines. It looks like they're growing away from the house. Interesting. Yeah. It's weird. It's on both sides of the road. So the power lines argument doesn't really make a ton of sense. It doesn't seem to. Um, a lot of people who've grown up in that area, uh, you know, say that they used to, like, go out on the property and, you know, do teenager stuff and then get chased off mm. by armed guards. Um the the whole DuPont thing is weird. Like, it, it's a super weird family. That sounds like a history hut video. That wouldn't even be. That would be like a Lore Lodge video. Yeah? That's yeah, good. That's, how, I know that's very, how weird the DuPonts are. I know very little about the DuPonts. I know a bit about the Rockefellers. Well, it's weird because the du- when you're from southeastern Pennsylvania, like, when you think DuPont, you're thinking the hospital in Delaware. Um, there's a DuPont Children's Hospital in Delaware which is one of the best children's hospitals in the country. Mm-hmm. And you think um, Longwood Gardens. I think, what was their initial, like, acclaim to fame? What was the no product? idea. What was the, I feel like it was either oil or uh, something like that. But yeah, like, or like you, electric. usually people around here, when you say DuPont, you think either the hospital or you think Longwood yeah, Gardens. Yeah, it's chemistry. What did they make? Um, the Miracles of Science. Uh... Where, how did you just them? look up what was DuPont famous for or something like that? Um, but when you look deeper into DuPont, what you get is like murder and inbred children being kept behind walls ah. topped with shards of glass so that they can't escape. They were initially, uh, they began as a manufacturer of gunpowder. That figures. Yeah. Uh, well, through the chemical industry and the automotive industry. Uh, oh, General Motors. Yep, su- substantial interest in General Motors. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird family. There are still DuPonts around. Um, some of them are like directly involved in the DuPont family, and then some of them are just cousins um, who aren't really involved. I like how their coat of arms is literally just an ionic column. Yeah. <laughs> Current region. I love how they're like... It's legitimate aristocracy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this sounds like the Superman versus Batman, but he gets prep time thing. Ke- uh, Steve Duran said for $5, Kevin from Home Alone versus a Wendy boy, but Kevin gets prep time. <laughs> Still taking the Wendigo. <laughs> I don't know, man. Depends on how much prep time. That is funny. Well, it is 8.29. Ah, all right. So. Well, uh, I think that just about covers um, everything we want to talk about tonight. Yep. For next week, I will look into both the European Green Man and the lore of Idaho, uh, as was requested. That'll be fun. Um, we are trying to get, by the end of the month, to uh, $1,000, which will cover, uh, at $750, Aiden in the TikTok leggings. Um We'll have him uh, maybe do one of the TikTok trends. Yeah, I'll do something. Shaking your butt. 
Calm down, you. Yeah, I'm actually um, very excited about that. Yeah, and uh, for one thousand, for one thousand, we will go to the mall, and I will thoroughly embarrass myself asking if people recognize me. Um, and we can do the make Windowsy great again hat that day too. Yes. So you know what? It all works out. Yes. Um, when to go cocktail video coming up? I'd say not. Maybe this weekend, but probably next weekend. Um, depends on how much time Aiden has. Waverly Hill Sanatorium? Is that something somebody just sent in? Yeah, John just said, would you go there? Where uh, is it? Kentucky? Dude, it's a long drive, man. Do we know someone relatively in that area? That we, we do know some. With? Okay, you realize how big those states are? Do we know someone relatively in that area? Yes, maybe? we know somebody relatively in that area. Uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium okay, is a right, Sanatorium but you, Do you understand how huge that video would be if we did it with that somebody? Yes. Okay, all right. We'll talk to that somebody. Yeah. Um, if that somebody is currently watching and knows who you are, yes, I'm going to be texting you later. Um, but, I don't uh, have your number, so. Uh, plans to turn Waverly Hill Sanatorium into a hotel, restaurant, convention center are moving forward after the Louisville Metro Council approved a zoning change request by the owner on February 27th. That's a horror movie waiting to happen. Yep. What what's supernatural? They were extremely flattered by the popular show that made miracles in the 11th season finale. Uh what is it about? Uh well, it says it's uh the 11th season finale, so just look up what the 11th season finale of Supernatural was. Supernatural. Oh, Christian texted me. Gunpowder, gunpowder, Teflon, nylon, and pharmaceuticals. Ah, thank you. Or what made DuPont big. Uh, spoilers for Supernatural Season 11. Yes. Uh, well, that was a different feel for a Supernatural finale, no? After a hugely enjoyable 11th season that saw some fantastic episodes, Baby the... Oh, that's right, Baby's in the season... That's my favorite episode because I love that car. That car is the main reason I watch that show. Uh, the season, the season-long battle of darkness versus light ended with a hand-holding. Oh man, I forgot the whole Mara storyline. Oh yeah, uh, mm. I like how they're like you know hugely enjoyable eleventh season when it was beyond mediocre. For those of you who watched Supernatural after season five ended, that was just like, like season six was okay. I enjoyed season seven, even though a lot of season didn't. seven was funny. Yeah, it was a good comedy show. It was a good comedy, but it also it was a sitcom. Not as much as I as you might think. I, um, I rewatched it like a year ago. But then you go season eight, which just felt like getting punched in the face a bunch of times I in a row. Don't remember season eight exactly. That's because you got punched in the face a bunch of times. I remember season nine. Gadriel was season nine. The only reason I remember yeah. season nine is because the longest hair that Sam had. Season nine, I don't really remember anything that happened. Um, yep. Season ten had possibly the worst writing of any TV show I've ever seen in history. But we got Demon D. Yes, and he had the worst writing of any person in any. Yeah. Se- <laughs> oh, that's right. Season nine was the Mark of Cain. Yeah. See, season. Oh, right. Season yeah. nine was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Season ten. Oh my god. The writing. Can Can you pull up? Can Can you pull up the first like the, just just see if you can get the, the script. From season ten, episode one, because I, I need I need to read this for people. Boom! Wow, that was quick. <clears throat> uh, who are we? Wait, who's uh, D A R? Uh, I don't. Uh, Act one. There we go. Um, Wait, what is this though? That's oh, the teaser. Yeah. Scroll scroll down to find 
15. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go. All right. Okay, wait. Okay, scroll down. There you go. Yeah, so the first thing we get is is Dean singing, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Um, yep. Uh... There, There's a line in here that is literally Dean Winchester going, oops. <laughs> well, he's also a demon. I know, but come on, man. Should we do a, a table read for those watching? Oh, yes, absolutely. Who are uh, you and who am I? Uh, your choice. Wait, wait, what What? What happens in this episode? Uh, I, I just want to be sure that we, we, we probably shouldn't read this because I remember how this one can be. The point of the matter is, it's just like everyone in the show seems like an idiot. Yeah. I don't see anything bad in here. Oh, God, Metatron. Oh, I disliked that storyline. I like the Kevin. This Kevin is Kevin. Fun. He's an AP. <laughs> it was such a good show. Kevin, like, yeah, Kevin was fun. It really had its moments. Well, that was like season seven and eight. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin yeah. Season seven, I, I think you should rewatch it. It's an underrated season. I liked season seven. You did? Mm-hmm. I liked, I liked season seven, season nine. You know, one of the biggest... hated ten, hated eleven, hated twelve. Well, you know what? One of why season seven is in my top five. What? A uh, couple reasons. The two main ones I'm thinking of are one. Even though I love Baby, it's one of the main reasons I watch it. Uh, I like the fact that they had to go kind of undercover because they were like really getting like mm-hmm. hunted by the FBI. I thought it was cool. Also, the guy season who played two was so good. Season two was great. The guy oh. who plays Frank is the guy who plays Gibbs in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, and he's so good. I wish he was around more. But yeah, I love their earlier seasons because, um, uh, what's the name of the uh, the? That could be a good segment on this show. What we like watch a supernatural episode each week. Yeah, that'd be fun. Discuss it. What's the name of the uh, the agent? That I know you're talking about. Uh, Black guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters in the whole series, and it sucks that he left in season three. Well, left is one word. Well, I don't want to give it away because, you know... Um, it's been out for over a decade, dude. It's 2022. Our, our, the episode <laughs> came out in 2006. <laughs> it sucks that they killed him off in season three. Hendrickson. Yeah. Hendrickson's awesome. Also, um, <laughs> who's Bobby's friend? Uh, Rufus. Rufus. Rufus was great, too. Oh, my God. They really did just brutally kill off every single black character. Yeah. <laughs> All the good characters, because... I um, mean, granted, they brutally kill off just about everybody, Lauren but, Cohen's um, character was really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie was good. Charlie was solid. Um, Joe and her mom. Yeah. What was the mom's Ellen. name? Helen. Ellen. Yeah, Ellen. I liked them. They were great. <laughs> Ash. You stop? They got Ash rid of Ash great. way too soon. Yeah. Oh, hi, buddy. Why are you crying? We're here. He wants attention. We're here. But we do have to give Archie attention, so if there are no more Super Chats. Uh, there are not. Oh, oh uh, yes, we are in PA. Uh, Jive is just following up. Uh, a nurse who hanged herself and reportedly still roams the halls. There's another popular one about uh, a boy named Timmy. They say you can roll the ball down to him and often it'll be returned. <laughs> well, it's not a bad ghost. No. It's just a somewhat unsettling ghost. I'd, I'd roll a ball back and forth with Timmy for a while. It sounds like he just wants like to hang out for a bit. Alright, but that I think does it for tonight. Thank you so much to everybody for stopping by. Thank you for the generous super chats. We have a lot of stuff to plan now. We do. Um, I, think, I think you better buy those leggings. 
I think we're going to make 200 bucks. They're going to be, Is said once the P.O. box is open, she'll send them to okay. me. So thanks for that. Oh, we yes, got one more. Oh, okay. Uh, Ray said for $10. Oh, thank you very much. I know I did this last week, but I'm a bit late. Small catch-up. <laughs> Boy, you did. <laughs> Heck of a time to ask for a catch-up. Ray, I think you should just rewind the episode and watch from the <laughs> Considering we're doing the outro right now, that might be, uh, that might be uh, best, best. To give you the short version... <laughs> Um, there's, valley there's a, there, there's a valley, a, a national park in Canada called the Nahani River, the Nahani, Nahani National Park Preserve in Canada, where, uh, for the last hundred years, people have been, um, turning up dead with their heads removed, completely missing, and their bodies, and if they have a cabin, their cabin burned to a crisp. Um, yep. There's no uh, no explanation for any of these deaths. The official cause of death for most of them was animal attack, including the one where a guy was beheaded and burned and his cabin burned and all of his gold stolen. Um, it was turned into a national park in 1972. And since then, the RCMP and uh, its related um, enforcement organizations have been closing off areas of the park, ostensibly for conservation purposes, but they all kind of revolve around this valley. Uh, so some, some strangeness going on there. We talked about how it relates to the missing 401 phenomenon, um, and the idea of feral people and whatnot. Uh, I pronounced Appalachian correctly. So Wendigoon, um, you know, was happy with me. Yes. Uh, and that's, uh, that is, I think the, the gist of what we talked about. I've got to look up the European green man and, uh, Idaho, uh, for for next week. Also, uh, we will be doing a video in Wendigo Drag, uh, a video from Penhurst Asylum. We're going to get Aiden into some TikTok leggings, and if you guys reach the $1,000 tier, I will go to the mall and embarrass myself uh, by asking people if they know who I am. That's going to be fun, though. People will probably know who I am, too. Yeah. That's the funny part. Yeah. Um, it's so. gonna be like that one dude. I can't remember his name, but the guy who does that, like, it's just like something on the street, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Do you like Seth Rogen?" And they're yeah. like, "No," and he's like, "Really?" Because he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All right. Well, as I was trying to say, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. We really appreciate the viewership, and we cannot wait to see you next time. Once again, I'm Aiden Mattis. I'm Aiden Thornberry. You can follow us at the Aiden Mattis on just about everything or director Aiden on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to catch some of our cool stuff over on Patreon, we have a $1 tier over there that you could subscribe to and see all of that exclusive content for basically the cost of one Keurig cup of coffee a month. There's higher um, tiers that give you access to more things. Yes, but true. But all the exclusive content comes out at, at yes. the dollar tier. Yes. Um, the higher tiers are more for other stuff. Yep. So, uh, 